We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Squared circle, squared circle. This is the squared circle or whether it's in the, what they call the smart ring of the uh, PFL or whether it's in the, whatever, wherever it is, it's different time zones is what I'm getting at. For gambling, that's absolutely beautiful, right? The NFL's kind of figured out. We'll throw a couple of games in London, let the early risers get their early bets in, then they get a bet on the early game, the afternoon game, the late game. The UFC's kind of figured that out also. By the way, looking back into the BetQL Network, the show is tapped out. Brendan Tobin and myself, the sports machine, Sean Levine. We talk fighting, we try to make some money here on the show, but we also get into conversations when it comes to all-time lists. And a couple of all-timers happen to be on this card tonight. Half of tonight's main event, Kamaru Uzman. PT tells us it's a foregone conclusion. We don't even need to watch the fight. Is going to take out Leon Edwards. To be fair, the odds makers tell us that also Usman right now at about a minus 350. And then also we're going to see Jose Aldo, the opposite of that end of the spectrum, comes in against Marab Davalashvili. You can get Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, excuse me, as about a plus 120, plus 130, as high as in some places, which made me think, where are those guys compared to others on the active GOAT list? We always talk about who's the greatest of all time, right? The conversation begins with John Jones. Then we end up getting into names like GSP. And where does Khabib's name come up? None of that really matters because as far as I'm going, even concerned, even guys like John Jones, if you haven't fought in two years on the calendar, you can't make this conversation. All right? So I don't think John Jones right now, I don't necessarily consider him an active fighter. When he comes back, he will be. Here's my top 10, and then we can argue. This is the current resumes, the top 10 best resumes of any male fighter, just the guys in the UFC. Help me shake out number 10 if you can. Dustin Poirier, TJ Dillashaw. TJ's had a better resume, right? Because he's had a belt longer and won an actual belt. Yeah, I'd say I'd say TJ uh, has a better resume, although we were talking about this last week about you know, uh, he does seem to carry the stain of PEDs worse than a lot of uh, fighters. Um, you know, for me, that's not a tiebreaker. I, I think he deserves to be above uh, Poirier, who uh, objectively probably has been most of his career in a tougher division. Although I'd say right now, TJ's bantamweight division is arguably the best in the sport. I'm with you. So we'll put TJ at number 10 as far as most impressive resumes right now. And to be fair, like you point out, he's got a chance ultimately to fight for a belt again. So he's one of those guys that not only we've, we've probably seen his prime, but he kind of like Dominic Cruz was before he got kicked in the face last week. He was still in the picture. Speaking of the picture, you got your head buried in your television set right now. What's going on in that boxing match between Usyk and Joshua? Uh, round three is going on right now. And AJ looks a lot better in the rematch than he did in the first fight. He's just, uh, you. you know, fighting like fighting like the bigger guy and uh, definitely took, uh, it was a very, very close round one. I gave that to Usyk, but it definitely could go either way. And then round two was a uh, much more clear round for Anthony Joshua. They're having a pretty even thing. The thing that's been noticeable is AJ has been going to the body a lot more, which was something, and it has been something that, Usyk has trouble with, and he is uh, age has definitely been putting some investment into the body early, and it's uh, it's helped because it's opened up the head for him. 
not that you asked, but I slipped in a little bit when you were talking about the walk. We had a commercial break, so I got. Wow, you slipped out AJ. Right. I got an AJ plus two hundred, but that should be word to the wise for guys like you. Maybe it's just an underdog type night, right? We've seen that. We saw that in bare knuckle. We saw that yep. earlier in in PFL, and now maybe we're going to see that tonight. Oh, I don't know. Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. We'll keep you updated. As this boxing match goes on right now, I'm giving you my active top 10 UFC best resumes. TJ Dillashaw at number 10. Number nine, Max Holloway. Although it feels like with Max, he's the ultimate almost was. He's the guy who he's going to go down as a Hall of Famer and all-time great. But when it comes down to doing great in championship fights, there's plenty of other guys with you know that need to be higher up on this particular list. Yeah, I mean, like, look, he's certainly I, – I don't think, though, that it should erase why he was so beloved early on because I think Volkanovsky uh, certainly put an exclamation point on that rivalry that a lot of people thought he was pretty even with. Um, it's just that Volkanovsky has pulled away and, and just put every every question to bed there. So I don't know if that – I don't know if that necessarily should call Max – I never was, but I do think that we can say that his featherweight resume – where some people thought maybe he was the best featherweight champion. And that's such a, that is a, that is a division that has a lot of debate. Certainly we fight on this show about it a lot um, to, to have it be solidified. Like it was against Volkanovsky, I think is the, uh, the thing that stands out more so than Max being and almost was. It makes people like me though, feel silly when I was saying that I think Max is a better fighter than Volkanovsky. Like, after seeing them fight twice, I was still the honk that was talking about on this very show, talking in your ears, Max is better, Max is going to win, Max shouldn't be an underdog, give Max the respect, and then he basically got 5-0'd in that fight. So, yeah, I mean, his resume is great, and I have him at number nine as far as active fighters go, but I can't put him any higher than that. At number eight, Dominic Cruz. A lot of the same stuff, rinse and repeat, that we were just talking about with Max Holloway. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's had the belt, defended it, had a nice long run, now got injured, came back, and before getting kicked in the face and his nose getting blown into a million pieces by Cheeto Vera, I think that he was on a path again. I've got Dom Cruz at number eight. You scoffed at that one. Um, I didn't scoff at it. I just was uh, – I was I was taken aback a little bit by it. Um, but I get it. You know, a lot of people before last week are talking about bantamweight goat. Um, I certainly think that he's got a big argument over a lot of people more so, you know, there's less argument to him being the bantamweight goat than maybe Jose Aldo being the featherweight goat. So, uh, no, I'm not, I'm okay with you having him still there right now, but I, I'm just curious with your list. Like this isn't like to distinguish this just from a pound for pound sitting, like you, you're taking longevity, uh, to mean something a lot for you in this, in this putting together of this list, you'd say, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're a guy that's only been around for a hot minute and you've won a couple of fights, you're not going to see a Pereira on a list like this, even though he's fighting for a belt right away or something like that, just because he's 2-0 and or 3-0. and No, this is, the, this is like a resume if you're taking it in to get a job when you're already established, right? Like, not for straight out of college. This is, you've already done a couple of things, and now who's got the best bullet points throughout their career that are still fighting right now? That's kind of that what this particular list is, if that didn't confuse you. I've got TJ at 10. I've got Max at 9. I've got Dominic Cruz at 8. I think that Charles Oliveira right now has the seventh best resume of any active fighter. But then again, I'm always disrespecting him. So am I doing that again before I give you six through one? 
Well, no, that's very that's kind of why I asked the question that I did because I think that Charles Oliveira should be higher on a pound for pound list. Like for right now, he's on the men's. He's number four. You have sure. him seven right now. So I kind of get it because, you know, like you can't put him in championship reign. Guy doesn't make weight. So you got to knock him, you know, like he's got to fall down because he doesn't hit the scale the right way. And so therefore he cannot be regarded as the goat because goats don't miss weight. Okay. All right. I don't know if goats don't miss weight. I don't know if that's like an actual thing that needs. Goats don't miss said. weight. That's um, a thing. Uh, at, at, at number six, even though he never defended the title, and I kind of feel like you bullied me into putting this one at number six on my list, Conor McGregor. I think that Conor McGregor for active fighters has the sixth best resume of any fighter. You got a problem? Uh, that's a tough one because if we're talking about his active status in the game, like he hasn't been regarded that great see this is again i'm very confused by this list because he should be nowhere in the pound for pound list but resume wise first simultaneous champion um i don't know man that's a tough one because i i definitely feel like connor's resume for what it's been lately like how much should it knock him because we know how wild his life has been but you really wouldn't put him like it, you wouldn't give him a chance against anybody right now. Like you wouldn't give him a chance against Charles. You wouldn't give him a chance against Kamara. I mean, we've seen him go against Dustin Poirier, who you have number ten on this list, and Poirier's dusted in the last two times these guys have faced. Uh, even with his leg snapping, it looked like he was on his way to beating him pretty bad. So I don't know. It's a little high for me. Maybe this will help. You try to think of maybe four or five years in the future when most of these guys aren't going to be fighting anymore. You, you got to put together in your head what you think those years are going to look like for those guys. And health is a big thing in our sport here, talking about mixed martial arts. But then also think about what they've done. And then, and then you know, you look back and say, all right, this guy's resume was more impressive than this guy's resume. Anyway, I get it, it's a little bit confusing. It's also sports radio. At number five, I've got Stipe Miocic. If I say best heavyweight of all time, do you think Stipe Miocic? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, you know, right. I think that's a, I think that's an appropriate place for him right now. I think I think that he definitely uh, he deserves to be there because he is an active goat, uh, has the the goat title I think over his division right now, even with Francis being the champion. Um, so yeah, I think that's an appropriate spot for him. At number four, he fights tonight as an underdog against Marab Davalashvili. It's Jose Aldo. You, you and I have a lot of fun with him. Oh my god, dude! All right. <sighs> You have him fourth? Yeah, I do. Fourth. It's almost like you don't remember Jose Aldo before Conor McGregor knocked him out. You always want to bring that up. But what about the fact that Conor knocked him out that quick? But what about the fact that he did this? What's going on? Uh, I've never seen this look on a human's face before. Yeah, though, like Usyk is stopped. I think he just got punched in the uh, the nether regions. Oh. He now is making oh, the sign he? of the cross. Like a, a blessing will heal his nuts. And, no, that uh, doesn't heal your nuts. That's what he's trying, dude. He's trying to pray and make it happen. And no, uh, so I've he's uh, taking a little bit of a break. But, uh, like, uh, AJ's making a big uh, a big point to go low and, and, and attack this body. So every once in a while, one's going to no, slip up. It was uh, 1996. I was a substitute in a friend's soccer game, and I got kicked square in the nuts, and I just sat there on, on the field, and I tried to do a prayer, but it, uh, it didn't help. I didn't come back. In, I didn't come back in the game. Who's winning the fight, by the way? 
Uh, it, it's a little bit tough because I'm, I'm doing the show too, but I think AJ, I think if I had to guess, I think AJ's gotten the better shots from what I've seen so far. I think that uh, I, I'd say AJ's up right now, probably 3-1. And it looks like he's I'm winning this round too. He's, 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 he's looking a lot better in this fight. Okay, Jake has it Joshua three to one, so my two to one ticket's not looking bad. I just took him to win, so he doesn't need to win in any round or any particular way. I just need I think Anthony Joshua right to have now, a better dude. night tonight. All right, yeah, well, looking, it's a live good ticket. Right now. Although to be fair, the last time that I did this and I played an underdog, and it was a much bigger underdog. Who was the guy that Tank Davis fought? Not this last fight, but the one before. 